the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, how you, how's you doing, everybody? This is Pastor Joe Sutton from Spirit of the Lord Church, and you're listening to Isaiah 61, uh, a radio program just uh, dedicated to sharing the good news and just talking about different ways that we can be uh, salt and light. You know, Jesus said in Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to preach good news to the poor, uh, to heal the brokenhearted, set the captives and the prisoners free. And uh, and that's I think that's just really just sums up uh, my life and the things that I would like to accomplish. And it definitely sums up our Savior's life. Uh, and there are times that that any of those categories we all could fit in ourselves you know, I was thinking about this month, this month of February, that uh, we uh, we have to <laughs> we have to uh, look at what's going on. It's a bitter cold month. You know, we look forward to March, uh, getting out of here, and, and you look at these days and this wind chill factor that's biting at us. But uh, today is a, is the thirteenth of February, and and we all know on the fourteenth of February, and and uh, in most of our Western culture. Uh, we celebrate this day called Valentine's Day. Uh, and as most of you know, if you listen to the program regularly, uh, I'm just one of those few African-Americans that was raised Catholic and <laughs> uh, not Baptist. And, you know, so, you know, we always put the St. Valentine's Day in front of it. And so, of course, we had to learn about all the different saints as we were coming through through the shoot. And uh, and, and I, I've been married for 23 years. You know, I think about that sometimes because like, I've been knowing my wife for so long. Uh, we've known each other for uh, 36 years. And uh, those 13 years beforehand, you know, we were just friends, teammates, played softball together, you know, evolved into getting saved around the same time. Then we uh, just stayed in touch, prayed together. You know, we were miles apart. I was in Houston, Texas. She was in Minneapolis. And uh, we would just always talk about what the Lord was doing. And uh, and so really it got to a point in my life when I first became a Christian that I got so. Um, I guess I just got consumed by God's word. I just I just had to read God's word and as I was reading God's word. And I was trying to reconcile God's word with some of the things that I did in my life, some of the things that I went about doing in my life. After a while, uh, I came to this conclusion that doesn't make me too popular with uh, most of my peers. And I came to a conclusion that uh, most of the days that we tend to to celebrate really had nothing to do uh, with me. It really had nothing to do with uh, my faith. And so therefore, I kind of backed away. 
I kind of backed away from holidays and I, I received a lot of criticism. I still receive criticism this day, 30 some years later, uh, you know, that I tend to just back away from holidays. And uh, so even though it may be Valentine's Day, people always ask uh, me or they ask my wife, you know, what are we doing for Valentine's Day? And most times we don't even <laughs> we don't even we don't even pay attention to it. You know, what I mean, we just we just keep going. You know, uh, my philosophy is if if I need a man with a calendar to remind me about my love and commitment to my savior, my wife, my mother or my father, I must not be much of a man. And uh, and so I will honor people as the spirit leads me to honor them or I will honor them as in case of my wife. I honor her every day. And uh, I know there's special times, but we pick our own special time. And that's the way we picked our own wedding date. So we pick our own special times. And so uh, it makes for a little bit of confusion sometimes with my children when they go to school and they're exposed to certain things or certain projects and they don't have a clue. But that's the conclusion I came up with, that if I was to honor a day or spend time celebrating a day, I will honor the days that were outlined in Scripture. And so, therefore, sometimes people don't know where to place me. They don't know whether to treat me as a messianic or treat me as a charismatic or Pentecostal. And, uh, and so that's my life. That's my life in a nutshell. So, uh, you know, do I believe that one should take time out to to show their spouse, their loved one, their husband or their wife special attention and get things like that? I really do believe that's true. And if you choose to do that on the 14th of February, I, I have no I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. And if you choose to use the 15th of February, I have no problem with it. You know, if you choose to use July 3rd, I have no problem with it. You know what I mean? So it's not a, a message of condemnation that, that I do. I just just do what's what's right for us, you know, what's right for us and how we go. But I, I say that to say that that because in our culture, we think of February as as, as a month of love. You know, you have marriage retreats, you have different things. It's so easy to talk to people about love during this month. Um, in all my years of youth ministry, I can't think of a February where we didn't cover the topic of love. And it wasn't one of the months where, you know, we gave that altar call to show the love of Christ and, and to outline how Christ is the, is the perfect, is the perfect groom, you know what I mean? And everything like that. And, uh, you know, and, and I think I'm a man's man. I can be a little uh, chauvinistic. And, uh, but at the same time, the word tells me that I'm the bride of Christ. And so I have this little saying that I, I, I tell, I tell uh, people, especially females, if, if you ever want to know how to treat a man, you come ask me because I treat my, I, I treat my, my groom real good. And, uh, and, and so I know how to treat a man because I'm a bride. And, uh, and so, but what I really want to talk about today and, and the, all of that coming around is, is I do want to talk about marriage. I, I do want to talk about, uh, you know, falling in love. I do want to talk about dating because, you know, to me as an evangelist and, and I'm an evangelist at heart, even though I'm a pastor, is that on this day, uh, this weekend, this Friday and Saturday and Sunday, as people are celebrating Valentine's Day, there'll be a lot of couples celebrating years of marriage. I went to a um, a marriage dinner celebrating marriage uh, last Saturday. Uh, it was it was great. It was a nice small get together put put together by a ministry of you know, called All About Family, and we had a nice little dinner and we took pictures and 
everything, man. And it was just a good time to sit around with other couples who've been married 42 years, 45 years, 30 years. My little 23, I'm like a rookie. You know, and then there was some two years in the bunch and three years. And, and I but just to sit around in a room and celebrate marriage and hear testimonies. And and, and uh, that little gathering, it, it, it made me it made me feel good. I mean, I, I just really did uh, about being married and seeing other people married. And we know what what flack marriage has taken in the last 10 years. You know, really, I, now I want to go 10 years. I'm not say the last let's say the last 70 years. We went from watching people uh, just go crazy with divorce to not wanting to be married, to living together. And then we went from living together to to special kind of marriages or, or committed, committed, whatever they call it. Now we see same-sex marriage. We just see everything in this last 70 years of this 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 this, this plethora of, of defining marriage way beyond, you know, what the Bible says that marriage should be. And I stick with the biblical definition of marriage. And, and if you want to throw me, uh, under the bus, then you just have to throw me under the bus because, you know, I just think of those words that Jesus said, fear not the one that can kill your body or harm your body, but the one that can kill your body and harm your soul. And uh, and that's just how I roll. But in my relationship with my wife, me and my wife both come from um, divorced homes. And when I read that book, Children of Divorce, it was like it was a personal biography for me. When I read the symptoms and signs of that, I'm, I'm just, I was just classic. And, uh, you know, both of us coming from that situation, not seeing a marriage work in either one of our lives, but yet both of us committed to the Lord Jesus Christ and wondering, you know, how is that going to going to play out? And I, and, I, and and I always wondered, you know, like, wow, can I, you know, can you stay with somebody that long for the rest of your life? And um, but, you know, I, I really love my wife. You know, people wonder how she loves me because I can be a little difficult at times. You know, I got post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, <laughs> you get raised in my neighborhood, you come out with something, but you know, the Lord is good, man. And we, and I, I, I love my wife and she loves me and I, I love being together. And, and the good thing about it, we were friends. We were friends for years. Never thought, never sexual thought entered my head about my wife. And she was just a friend. You know, she was too slow. She was too slow for me when I was in college, when I was running around being crazy. You know, we went to college together, play softball together, hang out. And uh, like I said, we got saved around the same time. And it was just a, a, a new awakening. But when I looked at the Bible, what the Bible said, that how I as a man am to treat a woman. In all my years of doing youth ministry, you know, during February, we always had the dating talk. You know, we had the dating talk. You know, I worked for an organization called Youth for Christ. And I, I worked in two divisions. I worked in youth guidance, which was the neighborhood slash, um, you know, juvenile detention ministries, and I also worked in Campus Life, which was the high school-based ministries. They're a little junior high, but that wore me out, and I had to get out of there. But, you know, we would always do the dating talk, how to date, what are some ground rules for dating, what is true love, you know, then we'll throw in there about, you know, how, how do you treat a person sexually, what is what is, what is is sexual activity. Uh, and even when I first moved to Twin Cities, I spent – 11 years as an abstinence uh, resource center speaker, you know, going into high schools and churches and everything, talking about abstinence, talking about marriage, talking about sexually transmitted diseases, you know, doing all that. So I had all this plethora of experience in this area, but yet I was still a single guy. And when it, when it came time, when, 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 when God had changed my heart toward my wife from uh, a friend to looking at her as a helpmate, you know, uh, 
I had to set some ground rules for myself as far as dating. You know what I mean? What is dating? We all know, you know, about Joshua Harris. How he talked about how he kissed dating goodbye. And, you know, and I'm in agreement with him. I'm not a date man. You know, I think uh, I think when people, quote unquote, date, uh, they're practicing divorce, you know, because we date, break up, find somebody else, break up, find somebody. So it just gets easier and easier to break up and find somebody else. And so we end up with a culture where we don't know how to ride things out. And I think at a certain age and I don't think I I shouldn't even say age, a certain level of spiritual maturity. Uh, you don't need to be trying to carry anybody else emotionally until you've learned how to carry your own self emotionally and learn how to lay things at the cross of Jesus Christ. So here I am, 33 years old, and uh, my wife's 31, and, and we're, we're, uh, we've decided that we're going to get married. So what are we going to do? You know, we, got, we have six, seven months between the time she asked me to marry her. Yeah, she asked me to marry her. You know, she probably would have had to because I was kind of scared, to be honest. But it's good to tell everybody that, you know, I got that kind of game where she asked me and I never let her forget it. And uh, <laughs> so so but we had six or seven months for that time period and we had to set some some ground rules. You know, and I, here I am who have been since my 20s. I've been teaching young people how to date, what to do, never be alone, da, 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 all these different things. And now here I am. Am I going to follow? Am I going to follow? Am I going to practice what I taught? And I'm, I'm here to tell you that I practice what I taught. You know, me and my wife never went, we, I mean, anywhere alone. We never were alone in anybody's house. We would, uh, you know, we would take walks around the lake, uh, meet in a public place. And that's what we would do. And uh, and we set those parameters. And, and I'm 33 and she was 31. I always had her home by 11 o'clock. You know, sometimes our sister would che- tease me sometime when we get so caught up in doing something that, or get caught somewhere sometimes. I remember a couple of times we'd be just, uh, you know, just praying at a prayer meeting or something like that. And then all while run back or hanging out with friends. And I get her home at 11, 15 or something like that. And her sister would kind of scold me because they were roommates. So I'm like, oh, you're breaking your curfew. You know what I mean? But I set these parameters for myself. One, because I didn't want the, the as Paul would say, I didn't want the, the what I had taught to come to naught, to, to cancel it out by my actions. And two, I wanted to be able to look my children in the eye and tell them, you know, why I believe that they should follow certain things because I followed those certain things. So I just wanted to make sure that my testimony stayed true of what I had taught over the years. And also I was trying to lay a sure foundation for my children, which I will tell you about in in the second half of this program. And so we get into February, we get there and I look at, man, I can't tell you in my time as a youth worker, uh, how many kids made horrible mistakes with their lives during Valentine's Day? You know, besides the card and the chocolate, you know, let's be real. It's going to be a lot of unky unky going on this weekend, and it ain't going to be biblical. It's going to be some fornicating. It's going to be some adultery. And let's face the real thing. Why, why, why we're enjoying our spouse and while we're keeping it holy, there's going to be a whole bunch of people out there who are not keeping it holy. You know what I mean? You know, that, 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 um, you know, I know when we was at the seat at the, at the, uh, you know, just even in my ministry with like a new life, we would just know that that people would be coming in in six weeks from 
Six weeks from uh, Valentine's Day, they'll be coming in for the free pregnancy test. You know, <laughs> trying to check themselves, trying to see if they're pregnant, you know, going in there because of this holiday, because they feel because of what the media says, what movies say, uh, this is when you put out. This is when you show this person that you really love them and everything like that. And you, you make these decisions and and they go that way. So we can't be ignorant of the fact at the same time that there's going to be a lot of broken hearted this weekend. You know, and one of our ministries is to heal the brokenhearted. You know, unfortunately, places like New Life and places like that, that, that uh, they give people counseling about pregnancy. You know, unfortunately, there are going to be a lot of children that's going to die from the results of this weekend. You know, they're going out there because people don't understand God's viewpoint of, 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 of being with the opposite sex, of God's viewpoint of treating a woman. You're listening to Isaiah 61, the ministry of uh, Spirit of the Lord Church. We're about to take a break and we'll come back and I'm going to share with you some things in my own personal life and how I can stay in control. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community, Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. How often can you make Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, Michael Medved, and Hugh Hewitt part of your day? Pretty easily by listening to AM 1280 The Patriot. How often can you have dinner in the same room? Not as easy. Which is why you don't want to let Monday, March 21st at Minnesota Orchestra Hall pass you by. Join us for the AM 1280 The Patriot 15th Birthday Bash's exclusive VIP dinner. Presented by Blue Ox Heating and Air. Purchase your VIP dinner tickets at am1280thepatriot.com. Welcome back to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. Uh, as always, as you heard during the break, you know, you're always welcome to, uh, to, to, to join us. Our services are 1030 on Sunday. Uh, we're uh, trying to rejuvenate our Saturday morning kids club ministry. And so we're starting to um, meet every other Saturday. And, uh, and so we also do a, a college prep program. We're almost, we have about four, four to six more meetings left in. And, uh, you know, getting students ready for college and getting them prepared to go out. And as I, we talked about last month, you know, it's just that it's that that hot time of year as students get ready to find out whether they made it or didn't make it. And, and uh, so we have some very good students and a good batch graduating this year, as you heard from a lot of them in the month of uh, January when they came through. So I, I was talking about talking about just our relationships with females and marriage and love. And, and just as a recap, you know, in my years as a, as a youth minister, and I'm still a youth minister, so I still. Uh, do youth activities. Uh, I cover the same topics with uh, in the college prep because you know when uh, kids go off to college, that's a, a great chance. The, the supervision is low. Uh, you know, statistics tell us that you know half the rapes in this country occur on college campuses, and and so you want them to be prepared and you want them to be ready. But you know, uh, I had some great friends over the course of time. A lot of them go out and speak, and you know, and one of the things I used to always tell kids when I spoke at schools is that is that uh, you know, sex is good, but like anything that's good, too much of it can be too wrong and it can destroy lives. It can turn heads. And and uh, and so oftentimes, you know, when I when I hear 15 year olds planning 
what they want to do on Valentine's Day, what they're going to do here, what they're going to do for so-and-so. And and they've been fueled by watching, you know, various, whether it's social media or music videos and everything like that. And they think they really understand what love is and where it's going. And and I, I can't help but think at the same time, while I'm celebrating, a lot of lives are going to be ruined. And if you've ever worked in crisis pregnancy or CPC unit or things like that, you know what I'm talking about. You know, uh, you know, when you had them like this, it's a four day weekend this weekend. They're out of school Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. And when you have days like that, six weeks later, it's a hotline at the CPC, you know, <laughs> and uh, and and so and, and young lives can handle that. And and, uh, you know, we tell people going through classes like conquerors would help people with post-abortion decisions. And uh, people make a decision that they think is good for their career, but it's not good for the baby. And we see these things happening all the time. And uh, and so and and it starts with our viewpoint of what love is, what they really feel that they have to do. And I and I tell you, as a young person, I felt the same way. You know, uh, they taught me uh, that you always drop your girlfriend just before Christmas and pick her up after Valentine's Day. That way it saves you a lot of money. You know what I mean? And then you hit her with the line on Valentine's Day. Today I realized how much I missed you when I had no one to share my value. But you didn't have to buy a Valentine's. You just got out of it. You just picked her up on the 15th and you kept on rolling. You know what I mean? That's the game we were playing, you know, years ago as 13, 14, 15-year-olds. And the game ain't stopped yet. And so in and so in light of that and looking at that and it's being a light and always wanting to be a light to to my generation, you know, you know, I had to determine how I was going to date my wife without dating my wife. You know what I mean? But you know, go there. So we, we did that. We we never went to movies. You know, we always went to places where we can talk, where we can talk history, where we can talk goals, where we can talk vision, where we can talk interpretations. And one of the things that we would do is that we each would buy two copies of a book and we would give the other one a copy of the book. And then, you know, I would read her book and she would read my book and, and then we would pick which one we're going to start with first. And so when we got together, we always had something to talk about. So so we never digress to wanting to touch each other or <laughs> digress to wanting to kiss each other. You know, what I mean, I say digress. You know, what I mean, some people say progress, but I call it digress. You know, what I mean, because, you know, I did love her and, and you know, and the wedding date is months off, but I'm, I'm already made my mind up. So it's so easy to slip into that. But we would always have something to fall back on. So what did you think about chapter two? And then we maybe talk about chapter two and and we would get an understanding of where we were and and uh course we would study the bible together and do things like that but you know my wife always wondered about me i remember my wife making a comment she said how do you get something violent out of every scripture we read she said every scripture we read you get something violent i said i want to know how you don't get nothing violent out of every scripture we read you know so we we realized we was on two opposite ends of the spectrum sometime and then we had to learn what it was you know to come into agreement and it it helped us come into agreement and what we did you know i mean people uh would talk about us at times because I, I I think I kissed my wife. First time I kissed my wife was three weeks before we got married. And, uh, you know, and it was like once I kissed her, man, it was hard. I wanted to kiss her every day. you know. <laughs> and that's why I didn't kiss her six months before I got married because I knew if you started that engine, boy, it wasn't going to stop. And I wouldn't have no testimony. So it was like one of the things where, you know, we were there. And, and it's just and taking the time out to really because I was older, you know, I mean, I could really lay. I could try to lay as, as biblical a foundation as I could because of what I came out of. You got to understand what I came out of. And for me, to, for what I came out of, you know, it was it, I had to lay a biblical foundation. And so a uh, pastor friend of mine asked me the other day, you know, what I mean, he said, Pastor Joe, he said, can I ask you something about your boys? He said, he said, why? He said, why your boys ain't thirsty? 
And thirsty is a slang term for desperate. You know, when you thirst, you have a strong desire for. And so they say thirsty when somebody has a strong desire for a girlfriend or a boyfriend. And they always they, they say they thirsty. He said, why your boys ain't thirsty? I said, I, you know, I don't know. I never really asked him, you know. So I asked my sons, I said, why, why aren't y'all dating? Why aren't y'all running around with these girls? Why, why aren't you? T-? And they looked at me and said that I want a friend. He said, I look at you and mom's relationship. Mom is your friend. You know what I mean? She's, he said, you can get a girl. I can get a girl. That's not a problem. He said, but, you know, he said, I, I, I want a friend. I want to be able to to, to know that above all else that, that, that we're together. He said, I like what I see. And, and, and it blessed me to know that my son liked what he see. It blessed me to know that the route I took not only, quote, unquote, uh, assured my testimony for my own pride, but the route I took in treating my my wife like my sister, and then transitioning to treating her like my wife. You know what I mean? And and therefore, you know, we had this foundation is enough to motivate my children to also want to take the same path. And therefore, they don't get distracted by dating and breaking up and heartbreaks in between. They keep rolling and keep and keep it good. And so I want to encourage you that there's going to be a lot of broken hearted. Some of your friends may call you up and tell you that, they found out, you know, we, you know, people be watching shows like Cheaters and everything else and, and everybody gets paranoid. But I want you to be able to assure them that there is a way that God has outlined a way that men are to love their wives as Christ loved the church and women are to respect their husband. And, and then that you can live that out with your husband or with your wife and that your, your life can be a testimony to your family and to your children and to the people in your church. Until next week, when we talk a little bit more about love. God bless you. Stay strong and walk in his power. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.